Hey guys, well, welcome to the Epic Tiki Podcast. I'm Luke Soyan, and my guest today is Shannon Battle. Wah, wah, wah. He's a comedian also. We're both stand-up comedians. That's great. Uh, we, <laughs> we did like, what, 15 minutes of podcasts, and then my recorder went out, so that's cool. Yeah, so like really we're like 20 minutes in, but you're not going to hit 15 minutes of it, so you know, yeah. should have voted Democrat. We might come back, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too late. You sent Too out. late. <laughs> I actually didn't send mine yet, but I'm going, I didn't even fill it out, but I'm going to do it. Are you voting? Like, who yeah. are you voting for? Are you, are you one of those guys? You're just like, you'll see the elections. You'll see the results. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I'm gonna vote for Biden because Trump is a is a buffoon. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, well, I mean what hasn't been cut. said? What does he not do that makes it? You know, you know, it's sad. Though, I'm not really a fan of Biden either. But no, it's, it's I, but I have to vote for him aren't. just so that I can know that I did everything I could to not see Trump do it again. You know what I mean? And if that means Biden is the face now, fuck it, I'll take it. There's like 336 million Americans in our country, Mm -hmm. and those are the two guys we have to choose from. I know, it's fucking crazy. fucking insane. It's Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know, because, you know, the first election, it was just like, all right, you have to choose between Darth Vader and Medusa. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) And like, like now this election is like, you have to choose. Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader? Just pretty fucking close, but it actually switches a little bit. It goes from like the uncle that touched you and didn't say anything. And then the uncle that touched you and then was willing to put you through college. And you're just like, <laughs> either way you got touched. And I was just like, you know, just like, yeah, okay, what you did to fix it. You touched me. Like, yeah. Uh, and I'm going with the uncle that touched me and paid my way through college. So he's just like, you know, Biden. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> my son has no ties to Russia. What do they call him? Creepy Joe or some shit? Like, what is his nickname? Is it Sleepy creepy? Joe? Sleepy Joe or Creepy yeah. Joe? It's some funny shit. I mean, I've I'm seen, sure there's like, both. <laughs> but I've seen like a, a meme. It was like a book, like a meme booklet. So it's like, it's like all these different memes that are made around the same concept, but just using different pictures and maybe different verbiage. And uh-huh. there were fifty different memes of Biden just uncomfortably touching fifty different fucking people. Yeah, and forty five of them were women. Like it was fucking. It's, it's kind of creepy. Dude. Is he the guy that was sniffing hair, or is that someone else? I think that's most politicians, but I think that was <laughs> Biden. I think that was Biden. Nobody like. I saw Nancy Pelosi sniffing hair. So. <laughs> I mean, when you get to her age, I'm I'm pretty sure she's just making sure all five of her senses still work. But yeah, <laughs> like this, you know, she's probably like trying to taste the air and shit. <laughs> like, <Yes>. what is that? <laughs> she's just like. Like, Miss Pelosi, what are you doing? That was fucking funny, Luke. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I can taste the air still. You know, COVID's around, and uh, I don't even know what she sounds like. <laughs> I don't either. That's why you're doing her voice. I was like, is that her? Like, is that Nancy? I, have, I don't know. Like, I've never heard her talk. Like, I'm not good. Like, all the problem is, like, I feel like if you want to be up on politics, it's like a whole full-time job to understand everything, and even then, you won't know everything. Like, you'll yeah. you'll know some stuff, but you won't be like... It's just, and so, like, I kind of just see what people talk about and then see posts, and then I'll read, like, half an article. So, yeah, I don't know what she sounds like. I've never seen her talk. And it's weird, because politics <laughs> are, like, really an institution built off of off of not only just lies, but just ideas. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's an institution that's built from ideas. Like, except if it, you know, the only thing that makes it concrete is when it's finally a law. So everything else, like, 80% of politics, I feel like it's just ideas, ideals. Yeah. And in perspectives, you know, and it's a lot of bullshit too. It's just people saying stuff that they want to do. But yeah, they and it's like, but when do does it. it actually get done? Yeah. It's like, like, because I, I wish for most politicians, but like when they come in, surely our president, they should have like a fifty-point checklist. And someone's like, fifty's a lot. I'm like, four years, lead it a free world. No, fuck that. Fifty's not enough. But whatever. Like, so it's like fifty, just a fifty, like check, like a fifty-point checklist. And it's like I get to judge and review you as a president off of what the fuck happened off those fifty things, bro. 
So you're just what, like, so, so you, I'm going to legalize gay marriage. So it's and like you do it, it. Check. Is it like it's a like, list based off of their platform that they yeah, run on? It's just like everything okay. you're saying that you're going to do in office, I want to see it written. Yeah. And as you're doing it in office, we'll check it the fuck off. Give you like a little halfway mark in office, four years, two years, we give you like a little midterm assessment. Uh-huh. Just like, okay, you said 50 items. You knocked off five. I don't have faith in you no more, buddy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and I kind of know what I want to do with my next two years now because you did not accomplish what you just said. It's something physical. I have to hold you to it. It's something, you know, Americans like visual shit. Like, they, like, it, like you know, I'm not going to say people in general, but Americans, like, because we're very fucking retarded as a group of people. It's like, and we, <laughs> we really are. Like, and it's just like, we're so spoiled. And, and it's like that. I think that that once we have that visual, like every time we go CNN and Bill Mayer wants to say something, show me that list. Let that be the consensus and the basis of what you're about to either grill or congratulate this president for. Yeah. There's so many things that happen that you, even on the back end that we don't pay attention to that happens and we, we just take it for granted. This isn't the first time during a pandemic that that pandemic relief and, and all these different emergency funds, surely through the former IRS and EDD, have been dispersed. Not the first time. It happened during the Obama administration. He just didn't think to fucking remind you of it every two fucking seconds. Yeah. But it happened before. Like This happened almost, I think, three times actually during our lifetime. I'm pretty sure the Clinton administration did it too. So I'm just like, shit happens. You know? Like, shit happens. And like sometimes it's not nationally. Sometimes it's regional. Like, they did the same thing for Hurricane Katrina relief people. Like, mm-hmm. it happened. Like, you know, but if you didn't live in Louisiana, why the fuck are you getting a check, buddy? Like, yeah. Hurricane Katrina, fuck your dip. You live in, like, you know, live in fucking Minnesota, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, so that's kind of the basis. But I don't know. Politics are weird, bro. Like, because I, like, I have no faith in politics. My first, my, my first and only time voting was to put Obama in office back in, not oh yeah, I think 2012. Oh, 2012. Term? Yeah, because I graduated 2010, which means I was 18 around that time. So yeah, uh-huh. my first time actually voting was 2012. Oh okay. Yeah, and um, dang. Yeah, and it's like, I feel and, so old. and it meant something, though, right, dude? But it meant something then, right? Like it yeah. meant something when I voted then. I was just like, yeah, I yeah. really believe in what he's saying. Now don't get it fucked up. Every president is bombing villages, like like even Obama did it, well, but he, he did it like he, a fucking adult. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know the thing about it? It's just like he did the same shit that Trump's doing, buddy, but I'm like he did it well, like a fucking adult. Like, I think I think like there's a degree of when you when you you say a bunch of stuff and you've never been president and you think you know stuff, and then you get in the office and then they're like, All right, here's like the dossier of all the real shit going on. Yeah. And then you go, Oh, we can't just leave because this and this and this, which mm-hmm. maybe they're bad reasons, or maybe it's like it shouldn't we shouldn't have been in the first place. But like he probably found out like, oh, we can't just leave Afghanistan and stuff because there's stuff going like it would ruin everything so then and then like oh we actually have to kill this guy we have to do that like so I mean it's probably a lot more complicated than and you know so a lot think, of people how do you gauge for that task right it's a lot of yeah. shit how do you yeah. gauge for that task and you didn't even have a realistic depiction of what's actually going on until you got there yeah it's way too crazy of a job for anyone it's like it's I mean, you've seen it, bro. That motherfucker, bro. Obama went in there looking like Denzel Washington, and he came out looking like Morgan Freeman, buddy. Yeah. Like, that shit is intense. Like, and it's yeah, like you know, black that. don't crack, but that shit deteriorated, buddy. <laughs> like, that <laughs> shit is serious. Like, that is a serious fucking job. Like, I can't, I can't imagine, dude. Like, wait, I'm just trying to manage, like, fucking three women at the same time, dude. And, like, that's a headache. <laughs> yeah. You tell me I got to manage this group of fucking retards known as Americans? Like, no way, buddy. Like, I'm just like, bro, you're fucking savage. Like, What's crazy, too? That's why you like- give Trump credit. He doesn't, he doesn't like, even look, though I don't he like how he does it, I have to give him credit. He does, he's trying. He doesn't look worse either. He looks the same. Because it, you, you, you only get stressed from caring about the decisions being made, buddy. Like because they bother you, you know. Yeah. When it's I feel like he's there's an element though of him. He's like embalmed. Like, like just all the <laughs> shit he takes. There's probably like an element of just he's he looks like he's how how he's gonna look the rest of his life. And when he gets buried, he'll just be like how he is. But 
You know, like <laughs> <laughs> he'll have like the raccoon eyes and the orange. Like he'll get one more spray tan. <laughs> you know, because the muscle memory, like it'll be in his when will. the body has spasms, it'll <laughs> yeah. like do certain things that like the body was used to. So like, they'll make facial expressions for Trump's yeah. hand. Will probably go like this and shit. It's pretty fucked up, bro. Yeah. Like what? Yes, there it is. I'm mad how well like we know his mannerisms and they're yeah. so shitty. Like you know, it's just crazy. I just it's it's almost like I mean. Like I said, I'm voting for Biden, and I hope. I just want to. I just want like normalcy, like I don't, which is sad, but it's like I just. I just don't want to wake up every morning to like, what did he do now? You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just every day, like oh he said this, he kofeve, he did that, he said this about Mexicans, he whatever, like he just, I don't know. And you know what's crazy? I think because the one thing that you know because I, I felt I like being devil's, devil's advocate. The one thing I can give Trump credit for is that he's probably thinking and doing the same things that most politicians do or feel. He just doesn't care about the repercussions of you knowing it. Yeah, and he'll just say whatever he wants. Because he's not the only politician that wanted a wall, but we grilled him for it. There were people backing this shit. Like, there's all, like Ted Cruz, all these stupid motherfuckers were also on his team with this shit. So I'm like, yeah. it's not... Yeah, it's not like, you know, he's just this standalone comedian. You know, not comedian. Well, at times he is. But he acts like a comedian. At times he's, yeah. Fu- yeah, at yeah, times yeah. he's a fucking, woo, he's a headliner. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, DNC, you killed it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> fucking idiot. Jimmy uh, RNC? Oh, yeah, touche. Yeah, just, <laughs> I don't know. I was all, like, what? Well, he was at the It's DNC? all bullshit. Until you remember, like, you actually can see yeah. a difference between, like, the politics. Yeah. Like, it's, it's all bullshit. I don't believe none of them at this point. Yeah. No, it's, it's because, all... you know, the older you get, you start noticing shit. You're just like, oh, you say you're for black communities. You're saying you're for black communities. And that rec center is still closed. Like, we yeah. gave both of y'all a chance the last eight years. Like, she's still closed. But, yeah. I don't know. But, I don't know. But, but even outside of politics, like, just looking at him as a person, I feel like he's so unforgivably Trump. Like, he doesn't even feel the need. To hide certain toxic behavior, like like certain normal people, which is oh, like I like, shouldn't let people know I do this or feel that way. Like when he told the talk show that he would date his daughter, shit like that. Like yeah. he's not the only guy that feels That's that way, but he's thing. ballsy enough to tell you that. <laughs> you gotta fucking respect that dude. Like, also, just, just creepy. Like who? Who's I'm not like, saying this. I'm not taking none away, Luke. But I'm just she, like you I mean, gotta respect is, the, the authenticity between the shit that he says. Like he says, yeah. and he fucking means it, like, buddy. No Look how dumb it is. He means it. Yeah. He stands on what the fuck he says. She, I mean, she idiot. is hot, so it's like, but it's like, <laughs> you can't just say. You know, I've said, I said before, I would if she, if she wasn't my daughter, I would date her. It's like what? I mean, but he said it with the straight face. That's why I'm like, oh my god, you. It's funny. To, have you seen that clip? Have you watched it? I've seen that shit. Oh yeah, they so, have, oh yeah. They go, that shit. His 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 uh, Ivanka gets all weird, and then one of the hosts of that show, it's like a. It's not Good Morning America, but it's like a show like that, I think. Mm-hmm. And one of the hosts is like, oh, stop it. That's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, like laughing. Like yeah. <laughs> that like fake talk show bullshit. Uh, oh, you're Lord. not going to get any of that here on this podcast. We're, we're real. Yeah, we're keeping it real. I definitely <laughs> fucking Ivanka Trump. Like, what is her office again? Is she Secretary of State or some shit? What is he? I don't even know. I don't remember. I feel like he gave his kids all the jobs that like are important, but we don't really know what they do, so it's just like got brushed under the rug. Like, yeah, they're all just secretaries. of. Well, there's like a cabinet, and there's multiple ones, and like, I don't know. What is ones that matter and ones that don't matter? I mean, at least like Ivanka Trump's not in charge of like the FDA. Like, I mean, you'd have made her in charge of like the EPA. I don't really give a shit, but I'm just like, you know, FDA. It's just like, ah, it kind of matters. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know? There are a lot. Uh, yeah. Some are a little bit more important than others. Yeah. So have you been doing any shows? <laughs> Man, buddy. Uh, you know, I have to be very fortunate. I've been big book, buddy. Like, I think between 
I'm gonna say between like the first of this month and like whatever day it is now, like the 27th, I've been booked at least 15 times. Like, yeah, and it's like, and that's, that's true, just this yeah. month alone. Yeah, and it's like no Zoom shows. I don't do that shit. Shows with like the headphones, solid comedy. I'm not doing that uh-huh. stupid shit neither. Oh really? Like it's just I'm fuck that. I'll, I will not get booked. Like I'm good. Like that's not why I do comedy. Like at that point, I'm 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 not against these shows. Don't get me fucked up. Venues are doing what they can do to keep the art form alive. So it's just yeah. like I'm not mad at them for that. And shout out to the places that were able to accomplish that. You know, Laughs did it. They've been, uh, they've been Cobbs did it. Tommy T. Pleasanton of, did it. Jeremy yeah. Curry and them are down there doing big shit. They even moved the whole show outside. I got, got a stage built. Like, they were like fuck it. This is an investment for something long going. I did a show on the back of a flatbed truck. So. I've seen that shit. Yeah, before <laughs> yeah. we even get, but we can come back to my shit. Where was that at? Uh, and what venue was it? What, it was like, what at, was that? It was in Modesto. And, uh, Makes sense. <laughs> it was outside of a restaurant called Del Sol or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric Powers did it, ran, ran it. And he has like I don't know I don't know if he if he's part of it or if he just partnered with these people yeah. called the Fun Junkies or something. It's like a, they have an Instagram account. Okay. I didn't really. I think they just are like promoters or something. Uh-huh. But yeah, they just put the show together and they sold it out. There were seventy five people there. That's pretty dope, bro. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like anything during COVID, bro. I was like, when you're putting together any event during COVID, I, my expectations and my judgment level goes like way down. Yeah. I'm just happy that you're doing something to keep the art alive, right? So I'm just like you know, like I said, I'm not knocking these shows. I'm just not going to do them. I refuse to do those type of shows. So, surely a Zoom show. I'm just like, oh, hell no. So I haven't done a Zoom show. I've only done, like, podcasts and just live streams where, like, my friend Kevin has a show called Rankinator on Stab's uh, Twitch channel. Okay. okay. And it, he takes, like, 20 random words, and then, like, he has a panel of three co- comedians, and they we, like, rank the words. So, it'll be, like, Toaster and Steven and... 12 you know like it's just random okay. and then you go all right number 20 what are we gonna put here and you just go i want to put uh crystal chandelier because when i was a kid they scared me because the haunted man and, you know like you just make up shit buddy yeah that and then you random. just kind of go to the top and at the end you have like a list and then so it's like those kinds of shows are fun because it's kind of like doing a podcast you know mm-hmm. and you're just fucking around yeah but yeah when you're trying to do stand-up it's just it's like weird. I it's don't a know. different element, and you know, it's me assuming everyone has good internet and shit. I'm not getting reverb feedback delays. Like it's so fucking ridiculous. Like you play video games. Like this is all the sh- like the shit really matters. Like it really does. Yeah. Like, it's the difference between going thirty and one on Call of Duty and fucking going negative. So <laughs> yeah, like really it is. Like latency, all the shit matters. So I'm just like all those are aspects that matter when you're doing a show. Like surely an online show, and you have like what like a panel of like went anywhere from like five to like ten comedians, and then you have. Like you know, you have to, then you have your audience members coming in. So like now you're trying to like time like your jokes between like reaction time and like how much time do I let them laugh? Are they even laughing? Like because like I've seen I've seen I've seen Zoom shows like because I I only did one. Uh-huh. I only did it because it's in Baltimore. The platform's in Baltimore, so that's the only way I could be a part of it. And it was yeah. it was unique. It was unique how they did it. But you know, you're doing a joke, and then I don't know where you you know you pause and like you you know you know this joke like you know like all right this is probably like I should probably give a little bit of time for this one like let people catch it catch the concept. And it's just silence. And then you're going to continue to joke, and then boom, just this bust of laughter. And now people are like, oh, sure, I laugh. Should I shut up now? Like, yeah. you just fucked your own joke up, buddy. And yeah, because like, there's like a delay with the, yeah. I'm, I'm over it. So I'm just like, ah, I don't fuck with it. Like, I, and these comedians I know are funny. I've seen them struggle on them. Like, and I'm like, I know live are funny as hell, but I'm like, you know, so I'm not going to do that to myself. Like, you know, I'd rather save face. So you've been I'll doing see like live shows. I've been on live shows, buddy. Like, and I don't care how far I have to drive to do it. Like, like I did, uh, I was with Jake McCowan. Uh, Phil from Chico and Dylan Collins, and that that was the Rotten Tomatoes show, and like it was the, the concept of the show is like if you say a joke and it bombed or like people didn't like it, they could throw a fucking tomato at you, buddy. Wow, fucking hilarious. Now I headlined, so I was up there for like forty five minutes, 
went, bro, I got, bro, I got hit. <laughs> like, and it's How like, many times did they throw it at you? I, I mean, for 45 minutes, I probably had, uh, I probably had like maybe eight tomatoes hit me. That's not too bad. Yeah, well, you got the people like cutting them into like slices and shit. So I mean, like eight total tomatoes. So it's probably like I probably oh, got hit like twenty times. Wow. Yeah, but, yeah. I Were probably, they throwing? But like, you got to think people are missing too. Like, like people, slices. like hella people are missing. And you got to think I'm the last person. People just want to get rid of their ammunition at this point. It's like you paid yeah a dollar per tomato. Like you're trying to get your money's worth. You're like, man, fuck this. Like I don't care if it's funny. Like I'm talking about the joke kill. I'm still getting tomatoes. Like I can't believe <laughs> I didn't see. Like I didn't hear about that show. I yeah, feel like what? Instagram should have told me. You know, you, I follow Phil. You or, follow uh, Phil? Uh, and, uh, uh, Dylan. Jake McCowan and Dylan. Collins would have been the ones that been following to see that one though. Okay, like, so, Phil was yeah, just there because he's bored. But okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, Phil didn't perform tonight. He's just bored. Yeah, but um, it, that was a unique show for me. I was in a place. I was we're in Orville for for starters. We're in Orville. Yeah, and we're like in the real parts of Orville. Like we're, I was like someone's backyard. You can hear chickens and roosters and shit. Like we're up in there, motherfucker. Like uh, yeah. like uh, like I'm in real Orville. It's not like some apartment complex some shit. Like and um, was it just in a backyard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was in a backyard. And it was a cool little setup. Uh. They reinforce like a little, uh, what are those things they have at like Sam's Club and shit that like they put the food and stuff on the little uh, pallets, like wooden pallets, like that's what they're called. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that they ship everything on. And yeah, it's so wrapped around. So yeah. they like, they like did like some like pimp my like pallet shit and like made like the stage and whatever, right? And like it was cool. It, it was cool. Like it was just, it was very intimate. You know, a lot of the yeah. neighbors and shit came through. You know, it's nothing new to fucking do. That stuff's it, great though. I love those kinds of shows because yeah. those people are really grateful for that show. Mm-hmm. It's like intimate and fun and. Mm-hmm. It's just I did a show in a garage one time in Santa Clarita. Okay, and that was a good time. Uh, Santa, where the fuck is that? It's uh like it's uh somewhere off the like right after the grapevine. Okay, all right, so we, we talking south now. Okay, yeah, my my friend, this guy Tommy McGuan, uh, he used to wait. What's his name? Say it again. Tommy McGuan. 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 Is he Asian? No. Oh, okay, He's that was a horrible. Very white. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Okay. He, yeah. No, he. I think he started doing comedy in Chico or here, and he lived here for a couple years, and then he moved to L.A. because he's from Santa Clarita. That's, like, where his parents live and stuff. Okay. So he moved down there, and then he hit me up, and he was like, I'm doing this show in the garage. And, like, I went down <laughs> with Tavi, and we drove we drove down there and did – she headlined, and then I did the show. And, like, it was just – it was, like, in the his mom's garage, and they had like this series of shows that year that they went around to different garages mm-hmm. and they would just do like it was called the Garage Chronicles and they just did a bunch of shows like that. The Garage Chronicles. You know what? That that's fucking genius actually. I, that's how a lot of rock bands are like now yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna say like music bands, but it's how like specifically a lot of rock bands get going. Yeah. Like, yeah, surely like areas like Santa Cruz and Santa Clarita, I'm guessing that's near the water, you know. It's not. It's not. Oh well. It sounded like it was little. Oh, it sounds so beautiful. Now I don't like it no more. But um. <laughs> well, if you, you, it's like when you get to Six Flags, you know, like Magic Mountain. Yeah, I know. On the yeah, freeway. The five. I know it's like right. the other side. Ah, so it's like in the middle okay. of hills, kind of. Yeah. But when you get in there, it feels nice. It's like being in Folsom or something like that, oh, or okay. Elk Grove, kind of. A lot or, of privilege. Probably get pulled yeah. over. Off the show. Um. <laughs> you said Folsom, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Only place I've ever been pulled over in my own vehicle. Crazy. Like, it was nuts. They were just like, oh, you're the owner of the car? I was just like, bro, I gave you my pink slip. Like, I don't know how else to fuck it. Like, it's mine, the, buddy. The cops like, in Folsom are bored. They are. They yeah. are. And I, they're necessary evil because if half the prison escaped. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why they saw it overstaffed. Like, I, I don't, a lot of people don't know that. But it was like, it's because of the proximity of a federal fucking maximum security prison. Like, so I'm just like, you know. It, yeah. It's kind of necessary evil. I'm like, you know. Yeah. Shit happens. Like, power guard or something. I mean, shit happens. I've, I've been, I worked uh, for CDCR for a year. It's actually mm. a state prison. Ah, but, you got me there. Okay. But I, <laughs> I I never went into that one, but 
but I visited like five prisons while I worked there for like a okay. year because I was doing video work. I, I found this like really cool state job that was like, uh, like I'd film stuff and edit it. So it was like kind of a cool, but it was with the prison system. So I had to like, like I went to San Quentin and I went to uh, LAC Okay. And then uh, Solano. Oh, no. CMF. Down in Salinas? There's, no, it's like. I thought you were talking about Soledad. Okay. No, there's one that's like in, there's like two in Vacaville. There's like Solano and then there's CMF, I think. And it's like something men's medical facility or something like that. Okay. But yeah. And like, but even if the power went out, I feel like it's hard to get out of there. No, but well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a reason. Why Based I mean, on just, being inside of it. This guy specializing you not getting the fuck out, buddy. <laughs> like, no, trust yeah. me. I mean. You know, and the power going out is probably a horrible example, but I know what you mean though. They have yeah, extra you know, cops to make happens, to know? make people feel safe. Shit happens, bro, and it's just like it's an optics thing, you know. Yeah, it's like when you have a prison break. Oh, yeah. good enough. When you yeah, have a prison if it's break, over here, you won't. It won't oh yeah, not nah, nah, yeah. my wine touching my soul now. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> but it's just like you know, just just uh, it's optics alone. Like it's just like you know, just we live next to a prison. Do you see five fucking cops go up Folsom Boulevard? You're just like yeah. we're safe. Well, like, no. so it's just like we're safe. Like you know, and it's, I think it's an optics thing, and it works. It yeah. works. I'm, you know. Yeah, but Folsom's, I'm, I'm Folsom's a little bubble. It's yeah, very. It's weird. I actually lived there for a year. That's I grew it. up there. Yeah, you grew up in Folsom. Yeah. What year did you graduate high school, buddy? 2005. 2005. Okay, and I graduated. Two... Wait, wait, what? Where did you go to high school? I went to Folsom High and then Folsom Lake. I was only there for like two two months, and then like the principal was like, "Hell no!" Like <laughs> he was like, "He's from what district?" Like, cause I got you. I think I'm coming there from uh, Yellow. Yellow County, uh, Washington Unified. And for Washington Unified, I was in Baltimore. Oh. Unified Public School Districts, bro. I mean, Baltimore Public School Districts. And I'm like, and that shit is out of pocket. Like, like we have some of the worst schools in the nation in Baltimore. Like, uh, Is that where the wire's set? I've never seen it. It is where the wire's from. Okay. And two so he's high like, school, I've seen the wire. Yeah, no, like, you see, oh yeah, I lived it, buddy. But I'm like, and it's like two of the two of the, the uh, middle schools that I went to over there were actually in the show. One of them being Harlem Park Middle. Oh wow. Like I'm talking like with teachers, but like have to be able, like you have to be able to defend yourself as a teacher. Like, like you give me too much homework, we might jump you, motherfucker. Jeez. Like dead ass. Like yeah, and it's just like it's Was different. There, uh, honey. Like the the, like, the metal detectors to, really to get into the school and stuff. Yeah, all that shit, buddy. Like shit, you got think I was like thirteen walking around with like a fucking forty four special revolver, like just for protection. Yeah, and it was just like, and it was kids that had bigger shit than me, homie. Like I seen collapsible, like fucking ARs and shit, like crazy shit. Like I feel like, so we're right middle school, now. buddy. Yeah, it was like we're middle <laughs> school, buddy. Like walking around with Call of Duty guns, bro. Like it's crazy. But um, yeah, we would get like the school would get shut down if someone brought a Nerf gun to school. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's cute. <laughs> it it's adorable. It's cute. But you got to think I went from that to Folsom. Buddy, like, yeah, you see that? Like, so oh my god! Did you god, go to the one on Iron Point? Or did yeah, you Folsom High. I was there for two. I was there for wow. two months. I went to summer school, and then I was there for two months. And they were like, hell no! And then they sent me to Folsom Lake High, which is off of Riley Street, down the street from the Denny's. That's right there near the that's, Target. This is it the continuation one. It is the continuation okay, one, yeah, buddy. Yeah. And I was the only student in the year of 2010 to leave that school and go to a four-year college. There's other kids that went to college. You know, they went uh -huh. to you know CRC or whatever. You know, yeah. Folsom. I think Folsom Community College was being built around that time. It was just being finished being built. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, and, you know, and they offer classes that most people don't get at community college. You know, art and theater, blah 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 blah. You know, shit I've never That's heard of in Baltimore. Yeah, Folsom Lake College is pretty nice. It's pretty fucking nice, buddy. Yeah. Hey, did you know that Vista Del Lago High School right there in Folsom was actually built to be the community college, and then they made it the high school because they see more land that, that they can make the college even bigger than what the fucking high school was. So I they're didn't just know like, that, yeah, yeah. So they get yeah, we got the Vista Del Lago's lunchroom retracts, homie. The roof, the roof of the lunchroom retracts. Wow. Yes. The two fields, the practice field and the one they play actual games on. Yeah. I, I lived next to it for a while, 
Um, Look at me. Were you like Bridge Ranch or some shit? Where were you? Um, Empire Ranch. Empire Ranch. Yeah, the yeah. one, the other one on the other side. Okay. Yeah, that's where like, uh, cause we, I grew up like down like behind the college, and then our like my family like moved to Empire Ranch, and then we stayed there. Then parents got divorced, everyone moved out, and then I was it's just me and my dad for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's a typical Folsom thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. they wait till y'all like graduate, and they're just like, all right, we just wanted to make sure you guys made it. Okay, like we're out of <laughs> yeah. here. Like yeah, and the parents like already have like separate apartments and shit. Like it's crazy, dude. Kinda, happened to my yeah. ex. Happened to my ex girlfriend. It's the first white girl I ever dated. Uh-huh. Which we're gonna get back around to that because uh, I, I don't know if you guys know, but Luke's never been with a black woman. We're, we're coming back to that in a sec. That shit's hilarious, but we'll definitely come back to that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, the first white girl, the first white woman I ever dated. I think the last. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> she, uh, she was. Uh, <laughs> her name was like, Samantha wanna... Ureal. Her name was Samantha Ureal, and he, she lived in Empire Ranch. Uh huh. No, she lived in Lexington Hills or Lexington Heights. Or okay, that's right. where I that's where I originally lived. Like ah, Hills. so you know yeah. what I'm talking about. And it's like that's what, in the front of the college, like going more towards like you know like East Bidwell and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she had a sister named fuck is her sister's name. She was Samantha. Her sister was like Jackie Ureal. Do you know? Do you, dude? Do you remember a Jackie? You real, bro? Dude, I think I had drama with that girl. Yeah, but you, you, you kind of a little obnoxious, like. Yeah, she had kind very, of like a like, very sleepy, energetic, sleepy, resting bitch face a little bit. Yes, that is her fucking sister, buddy. Like you wow, couldn't describe her any. She was a freshman better. when I was a senior. Fucking wild business, because I wasn't even <laughs> in high school yet, buddy. <laughs> like that's six crazy. degrees of separation. It's like Man, everybody that's does crazy. everybody. Yeah, that's crazy. Bro. That's Folsom for you, though, bro. Like I had to drop one name, bro. I was like, that's Folsom for you. I can't believe you know. I haven't even heard or thought of that name. Or her for so long, yeah, buddy. I'm like, well, I was fucking her little sister, buddy. Like, yeah, and it was like, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> when I was a senior, she was like 14, so that means her sister was like, what younger? But you were the same. But we age. both graduated in 2010, so me yeah, and her yeah, are way yeah. younger than you and Jackie. So yeah, totally. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's Samantha, just... no, she good, but she had a fat ass too, bro. No, she, you know, she played like a lot of soccer. Like shout she out. played. Yeah, yeah, shout, shout out to that fat ass, bro. So she played a lot of soccer, buddy. Like you know, the legs was nice, and she built like an Amazon. A gladiator dog, beautiful. But um, I don't even really know how we got to that. Like, I get so excited when I start talking about pussy. We're talking um, about Folsom and living Folsom, there yeah, that's what it was. So, yeah. <laughs> like, so. where'd you go to college? Uh, so I left. Uh, and mind you, uh, just for, so you know, why I noticed the neighborhood. I lived in Hillcrest during that time period. That year where I was there, I lived in Hillcrest. It was like a little gated community right there, right across from uh, Vista del Lago. It's like right across from it. Right. Okay. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what street. I think it was Broadstone or some that street right there that runs up. That takes you from East Billwell right there from Bats. You Parkway make the right again. It's like Broadstone. Yeah. Because if you make yeah. a left before you get to my community, if you make that first left, you're right there at the college. You were, yeah. you were going into the main entrance, though. So. Yeah. Okay. I think I know. Yeah. It was a little yeah. different. It was a little different. But all right, what, what, would you ask me? I have the, the memory of a goldfish. You just actually. Oh, oh, where'd you go to college? College. So, um, so leaving right out of uh, Folsom Lake High to continuation school, 2010, I went straight through this program called ELP and I went straight into Humboldt State University. Oh, nice! And out of and the twenty-one, you learned pimping. Yep, that, that literally that's where I learned pimping. And now I'm gonna tell you who showed me the game too. So when I got there, I met this guy named Prince. He's from Rolling Sixties, of course. As yeah, yeah, I met this guy named Prince. He was from Rolling Sixties. He was from from a crib neighborhood down in Slonson. Uh, he's actually from the same neighborhood as Nipsey Hussle. From the same up. they were two different niggas clearly. Like, cause you know who Nipsey Hussle is, and you've never heard of Prince. Yeah, they're not the same. Uh, well, anyway, Prince, but not Prince. But not the Prince you're talking about. That's the one that wears like the ass cut out on bell bottoms and shit. Like he's a legend. Like yeah. this Prince, yeah, he got his life together eventually. But yeah, anyways, so <laughs> you know he got married and shit. He's one of the biggest players I knew. He got his life together. Lord bless him. But um, he one of the people that showed me that no matter how much I lie, I won't get in trouble because I'm funny. And I was just like, for him, it was like, cause he women were attracted to him. Like, you know, they, women are attracted to me too. But I'm like, that's what his go-to was, right? Long hair, light skin, they love that shit. And from that, and from doing, he knew his superpower. 
I can say and do whatever the fuck I want. I learned this from a couple of people up there. My homie Dorian Crawford, he's uh, one of the best cornerbacks I've ever seen in life. Like, he's one of those people who say he's just a super athlete. Like, he's never played basketball in his life, and he like, could do like a 360 windmill. Wow. Like, he's that guy, right? Yeah. Is, like, aren't you jealous of those people? No, not really. Oh. Not really, because I was given the gift they didn't have, a fucking mouthpiece. Because I can fuck the same bitches they were fucking, and I can't do a 360 windmill, buddy. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, I was given my gift, buddy. Like, I was <laughs> obsessed with basketball all the way through high school. Yeah. And then, but I was never big enough or fast enough to play like on the team. Like I would try mm. out, and just they were like, oh, "It's cute that you're here, but you're not." <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just play. Oh, rec. you want to work out, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I do rec basketball, and then like in college times, I got like better where I could hit shots and stuff. But I was never, and then now I haven't played for like years. But tough. Yeah, you should come play. You should come hoop with us, bro. Me and my, uh, me and some of the actually comedians that you might 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 or might not work with. We all hoop like uh, Andre Dawson hoops. Oh yeah, uh, I've only Nick met hoops. him a couple times. Yeah, oh, Nick, really? v, Nick V hoops. Yeah, uh, those plays. Josh Means hoops. Yeah, I played with him. Yeah, like yeah, there's some balls he, in his in the comedy. He got scene, uh, We played with Sam Morrill when he was here. Really? Yeah, because Josh. Okay. I think Josh just like he knew he was gonna be here, and he just was like, "Oh fuck it, I'll ask him," mm-hmm. and he just messaged him on Instagram or something and was like, yeah. "Hey, do you want to play basketball with us?" So that was that was the last time I played, and the only reason I got out there was because he was gonna be there. And it was fun. Yeah, I'm like, how did, how do you how does that not be a good day? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the cool the cool thing is like he was totally down to earth. Like he wasn't you know, like sometimes a headliner comes into town and you're like they're I don't know like they could be a douche maybe like who knows. But he was just it was like literally just it was like Jarabshire was there, Josh Means, Ellis, Mike Sella, and then uh, uh, Sam Morrill. And it was like he just didn't it didn't feel like he was distant from that group. He felt he was like just one of y'all. another comic. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that That's was how really it should cool. Feel. Yeah. You wanna know who was really fucking famous and made me feel like I was right at home? Sinbad. Oh really? Sinbad made me feel very comfortable. Like and it it was crazy because like he like of course he's like him being a legend. Like cause it's it's OGs in this game and then there's le- veterans and then there's legends. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm not gonna start name dropping. I want people to feel like they're in a box, even though you fucking are in a box. There's levels to this shit. We are not equal. Anyways. <laughs> but where'd you, uh <laughs> where'd you meet him at? I met him at Tommy T's and I met him through uh when when he was still in the, the old management with Chris and shit. Chris and his wife Christine. And um, Christine actually put me on because I, to date, I still have like had the biggest local event in terms of comedy in this entire fucking city. Like I still hold that record. I know I do. Like I had 190 fucking people at Tommy T's. It was a three and a half hour show. The comics got fed wings and Hennessy all night. <laughs> Last Unlimited don't even feed you, buddy. <laughs> like it's just like, bro, I got that. And uh, yeah, that is a direct shot, Jenny. You could give us a fucking chicken tenders or something, but I'm just like, no, fuck that. And I'm like, give us chicken tenders or something. Like, I am always 25% of your presets. You got me fucked up. Love you, Jenny. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you produce, tenders. You produce shows that laughs also? No, I've never. I've, you know what? And, and, and Jenny, I've actually had a conversation with Jenny, and she, and she made it very realistic and reasonable. She, she, she made it, she's very easy to work with in terms of wanting to produce a show there. I will give her that. Like, you give her a date, you, you lock it in. Yeah. You know, you, you sell your 15 plus tickets, you know, she you're, you're good in her book. You know what I mean? I should do something you're good like in her that. Book. I'm just really bad at You made it worthwhile for her to open the doors that night. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you sign, you get paid a little flat rate just from X amount of people being there in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a different setup for, like, how the door works. And, like, and I'm not going to go through all the contracts. I'm like, if people know how this works, you are that yeah, conversation with Jenny. Yeah. yeah. Big facts. Like, on some, on some business shit, I'm like, you want to know where you go talk to her. But I'm just so bad at promoting that I can't. Like, I could never produce a show like that because I don't. And that's I how you pick your host in your headliner, buddy. What? That's how you would pick your host and your headliner. Oh, is they would like they would do it. What do you mean? You make the motherfuckers earn that shit. So like, you tell your headliner yeah. like, look, I'm gonna pay you 150. But if he sells 20 tickets, 
and you sell them for fifteen to twenty dollars a piece. He earned his pay plus some. Yeah, I you just, put money I'm just in his not pocket. That guy. And do you like, let I, him take like five dollars from each ticket? Yeah. That's the incentive that always got me. Comedians be like, all right, look, these yeah. tickets are, uh, these tickets, are for you, and the tickets that get them in, and pretty much it's a free. Yeah, pretty like, much a free like show. A comedy but burger. for every ticket you sell, you keep the fucking break. Comedy burger was a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amber Whitford, thank you, bitch. You helped me pay, put gas money in the car a couple of times. Like this, one, I'm just like <laughs> for real, and it's a fair setup. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like you know, we're not gonna pimp you for every ticket you sell. You do your Dougie. Yeah, like what's different? It's probably different. Like that. That's like that place is like a club slash bar. That's not a comedy club, so it's like less lower stakes, I guess. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we're still Harlow's at the end of the fucking day, dog. Like, you know, yeah. I think a lot of people, like, you know, just because it was the upstairs room, like, still, still say Harlow's on the ticket, buddy. Yeah, it's an yeah, easy yeah. sell point. You're downtown. You're near Midtown. It's shit to do afterwards. Yeah, like it's an easy sell, bro. Like, and you know, and honestly, I don't even want to work with people that think that it's impossible to do that. What to produce a show? N- to promote it. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I don't like comedians. Like, I don't that, think bro. it's like, impossible. It's just not well, a not skill that, work, that I have. I don't want to either. Like I don't. I don't. Okay. I can't go up to people and be like, "Hey, I have a comedy show," and they're like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "You're right. I don't." <laughs> you know I mean? like, I'm Say something like, funny. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know because I know people who are just have no. I don't want to say no shame, but it's like similar to that where they're just like, "Hey, I have a show. Here's a flyer. Like, come out." And then they're like, just so forceful and like positive about it that they're like, "Oh, I gotta go to the show now." Yeah. And it's like people you don't know at all. And I know like lots of dudes and. And girl, like women who are like that, and it's I'm just not. I've never been that guy. Like I just try to be funny and get on stuff, and like I don't know. But well, I mean, the, the only depressing? workaround I see to that, the only workaround I see to that is to just when you're booking your, your comedians and you're figuring out who you want to partner with and the venues you want to use. I would go to venues that are already popular, where I don't have to sell it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would that kind of be like a mix up, and then second, I would just work with comedians that don't mind promoting. Like I love promoting. And and I know that honestly, I know this. I get put on probably half the shows I'm put on because people know they they know me. Like they know the moment they add me to a show, that shit's about to be trending. I mean, it was just like big trending because it's just like that's all I'm about to talk about. It's all I'm about to promote. It's all you about to see on my page now. Like it's like I'm about to push that shit. And it's like, and and I'm not gonna lie, it was way easier to promote before COVID. Yeah, way easier because I would just go to like Badlands. Like say if I was on a show, and and like and like this is how to a too much to a science I would do it. I'm on a show. And one of the featuring comedians is Heather Rogier. I will go to Badlands and kick it for like two weeks straight, promoting that fucking show, letting them know that somebody from their community is about to fucking kill it. Like, and it's just like that that would be my mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, if Tina San Lucas book, I'm about to hang out in Folsom and promote the fuck out of that show. Like, it's just like I would look at what your ground base is. Surely if I'm the I'm the actual producer and the money is coming out of my pocket, like I will go out of my way to just find that niche, your area, whatever whatever audience that you you don't even know you have yet. And promote the fuck out of you in that environment. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like boom, boom, boom. It's like that show just popped. Now it don't work all the time. I'm not saying we sell out every event, but I'm like, you gotta, you know, it's just it's just knowing that basis. Like, yeah, yeah. I, and it's like, I think know. part of it is also it's like comedy is not the only thing I do. Like I do video stuff. I have a YouTube yeah. channel. I I work in video. Like I have a video. You filmed a couple of comedians too. Like like not so really like specials, but like people like went their sets recorded and shit. Like you still do yeah. that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yo, everybody, hey, you need you need you need some motherfucker record, son. I'm just like, there's not too many people I would trust to fuck that up. And I'm like, he's one of them. Like he got it. And so I'm just like, I've seen Luke's work. Like Luke go crazy. Yeah. No, I I just filmed for Stephen Fury. Okay. Name drop? No. Um, fuck yeah, I mean like <laughs> big name drop. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. He's it was great, but um, but yeah, no, I do that. Um, but I just yeah, that's the thing is like I don't have I don't necessarily have time to like 
even to go to Badlands and sit there and like talk to random people. But I'm also not that kind of person. Like if I'm at a bar or something, the last thing I want to do is like go up to someone and be like, Hey, what are you doing uh, in three Saturdays? You know, like I and just it's exactly like how the conversation goes, buddy. <laughs> like yeah. it's exactly how it goes. But yeah. It's the energy behind it though, bro. Like no, it I is, make them feel yeah. stupid for not being there. Yeah. It's like, bro, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, don't even worry about it, bro. You look busy. No, no, no. What's going on tomorrow? Bro, I got this ticket, bro. Bring your date. Like, it's just like I'm about to push that shit. Like, yeah. It's like you're dumb as fuck if you don't pull up, buddy. Like, it's just like you got to, bro. You got to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's always like I want to produce a show, but also I'm like, I don't like I don't need to. I feel good just being on shows. You know, I just Absolutely. I think the reason I want to is I feel bad like if I'm on someone's show, I can't trade them. So then I feel bad. And that's what platforms like this is for, buddy. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying that you know the trade off somewhere, like, you know. Yeah. Well Isn't I need to, to get more, more followers and subscribers yeah. to this so that it matters more. Yeah. Because well, I feel yeah. like it looks nice, but I mean, is anybody really watching i mean i want it down below (laughs) comment if you really give a fuck yeah no i mean i want it to be on because i seen that people that i like to work with Mm -hmm. and talk to took interest and actually said yes and came on the show with you Mm -hmm. carlos rodriguez being one of them so i'm just like you know when i see people that i like to fuck with and work with that are on platforms yeah it's gonna make me interested in it it's gonna be interested in it and i'm like the same thing made me like go to jesse uh jesse rivera's i've done his podcast before and it's just like and i only did it because i people i really like to fucking work with like Ruby Steinick, all of them, like Tina San Lucas, they all were on there. So I was just like, why not? Like, explore that. Yeah, and that's why I'm here right now. I don't care who listens to this shit. I know one thing. When I post this shit on my Instagram, people are going to watch this shit, buddy. Like, they will. Well, the, the worst thing that happens is it's like like three people. See, like, it's just, it's fun. And then I don't, we don't know each other super well. So now this is like a cool way to talk to and you. And that's for, another reason why I wanted to do yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's like the coolest thing about podcasts to me is that it gives you a chance to like sit down and talk and not be on phones or anything. You know, it's like, I'm like looking you in the eyes and we're talking and there's just so many times where like I'm at my mom's house and all three of us, me and my mom, my stepdad are just on the phone. Yeah. My girlfriend. Not even there. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're there, but you're not, you know, we're not even watching the football game. It's on TV. Yeah. Y'all came to watch the game. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Right. Like, did he wait to the commercial break? Just I got to check. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know that feeling. But no, moments like this, it's very interpersonal. I feel like it's necessary in the comedy world. Um, yeah. And it's, like I said, it's just a great networking opportunity. Like like I said, the only reason why I am, I've am i seen any of the success I've seen in the Sacramento comedy scene is because I'm open to working with everybody. Like, everybody, bro. Like, I'm just the Josh Means, Al Schumann, all of my blacktop, Mario Musavi, Ruby Stetnick, and like, Drew Ashburn, them down at like comedy spot. You know, each, each comedy spot, each comedy, you know, venue in SAC has like that group that hangs out there. Yeah. You know, that, you know, Last Unlimited, Alice Rodriguez, Carlos, Chris Smith, and all of them. Yeah, it's like very so forth and so forth, right? Kinda, yeah, yeah, very clicky. And There's I was like, and I fuck with every single group. Like yeah. even Tristan Johnson, Regina Givens, and Rico DeGrady and them over here. I'll do Chester Glass. I'll go to that ratchet ass party I don't belong at. I don't give a shit. I'll wear red and do a comedy show on G Parkway. No fucks. Like I'm just like I will work with anybody. And I'm just like when you're that when you're that open in the game. I feel like that, that's the only way you do have a chance to at least to get what yeah. I want out of comedy. Because you're putting out. Well, yeah, all like, the for me, it's just for that to be my main income. Like I don't want to ever have to use an alarm clock. Or report to somebody ever fucking again. So it's just like, yeah, you you gotta be you you, you can't limit your income or your, your opportunities when that's the goal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like even Lola Lola Camacho and Kelly Brown, like they're they're new to producing shows right now. They've been uh they're, right now they have a really good relationship with the owners of Vince's Restaurante down in West Sac, and then they have a really good relationship with Owner Y. And they have they have, hell, they have probably like six seven shows booked between now and November fourteenth. 
Like, yeah, and it's just like, I would have never seen that fucking coming. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you guys are producing shows? Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, Lola did hella good, bro. She, but she had like over, like, I think it was like over 75 people. Wow. At any given point, like, at Vince's on this this past Sunday. Yeah, and I just put, I just performed where, yeah, it's Sunday. Was Sunday? it out, outside in the parking lot or was it inside? Yeah, and it was outside just how they do the open mic, but it was like, it was hella people there. Wow. And, you, and it's not an open mic, so I was like, you got to think, 80% of the people there weren't comics. Yeah, they weren't comics. And like, people came. You know, she did her job. She she was able to cut everybody a little bit of bread. I was just, she was able to put a little bread in my pocket. I'm like, yeah. I've been at Labs and I got paid, motherfucker. I've been at Tommy T's, Punchline, Cops, and not got paid, homie. And Lola put some money in my pocket. Thank you, Lola Camacho and fucking Kelly Brown. That's what I'm just like. But I would have never seen that coming. Yeah. From that venue and from those two. Like, I did not. And they did it. And it's just like, and it's just like I respect that. So I'm like, you know, and that's for me just being, you know, available. You know, they, they asked me to be on that show after send me to a set in Chico. At fucking uh, the, the lab bar and grill up there with Dylan Collins and them. So I'm like, uh-huh. and that's another group that I like to work with. So I'm just like, yeah. I don't say no to anybody, buddy. No, and like, it's it's cool because yeah. you can do a show here Martin and then. Marcellus Flores and them down in Stockton. <clears throat> yeah. And like, <clears throat> somebody will see you do one show and then you'll get booked. Like, I've done shows. I did I did like a show in the Bay that was like awful. But then because of that, I got booked on like three more shows that were better. And it's like, yeah, you just have to you just get seen and interact with people because like sometimes you'll go you'll sit at home and be like well no oh, at least i will i <laughs> like why is no one booking me or no one cares about me it's like because you're not top of mind like you haven't been around them so they're not thinking about you and that's why i'm everywhere buddy yeah and, like you literally explain why i go to every event i hang out everywhere like i go to yeah. a comedy shows i'm not even on yeah she didn't want to do a guest set nope just came to get drunk and watch nope just yeah want, just and then I'm they go then they go you want to be on the next one you go yes okay. and then boom yeah and this is why i give hella credit to alvin duke I don't know. Do you know who Alvin Duke is? I haven't met him. Ah, somebody you might want to meet, buddy. So Alvin <laughs> Duke has the hottest show right now. I'll say that. For a long time, it was Marcus Mayhem doing a pink martini out there in Rockland. That was the hottest show that you could have been on during COVID right now if you're in the comedy scene in Sacramento. Uh-huh. Right now, the hottest show to be on is In Your Mouth. In Your Mouth Comedy Productions by, hosted by Alvin Duke out there at uh, The Union at Roseville. That's the hottest show. If you're like, you want to be on a hot-ass show right now? Packed out room, room full of drunk people that's actually there to fucking listen to you. You know how rare it is to have a bar full of people that want to listen to you? Those two things don't go together. Yeah. They don't. On the wild scoreboards, I don't give a fuck where you at. Like, it's just like, it just don't go together. Matt Medina does really good with the scoreboard room. Like, I give him that. For a bar that he has a lot of control over that room, and I like it. But, um. That's because he's so big and loud. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> hey, bro, that's a necessary fucking hey, evil, shut buddy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you need that sometimes, bro. Shout yeah, out yeah. Matt Medina, bro. Like, I love a fucking letter room. But, um. But think- yeah, like, it's, 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 I don't know. That's that's the move. Um, I'm not going to lie. My ADHD is kicking in so heavy right now. I forgot what the fuck we were even talking about, buddy. Uh, shows, producing, uh, ah, yeah. doing different shows with different groups. Ah, yeah, I know. Fuck. I was going somewhere with this. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Anyways. But, um, it's exposure, though. It's good. Yeah. But yeah, everywhere, everywhere. I, I everywhere. used to be, when I started, I was a lot more like, just say yes to anything. Like I still kind of mm. do that, you know. Like like the 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 other guy, the Luke Sawyer Sawyer guy that you yeah, were talking about. Yeah. That I was, but like I probably wouldn't do it. But I used to be like, yeah, I'll go do it. And then you go there, and it's like, oh, there's like three people listening. But you know, but it's like you just say yes to everything because you never know what could be cool or what could help you out. And or see, this, this is how optimistic I was about Luke. Because Luke Sawyer's out of his fucking mind. Shout out Pirate Radio down in SF. Like, fucking idiot. No, but he's a fucking... Bro, he's different, bro. Like, that's the only... He's fucking different. But, um... But I like people like him. One, because his platform is so over the fucking place that I just make it minds while I'm there. 
Yeah. I make his platform mine. So, like, he'll ask me a question. He'll ask me, like, what tastes better, like, egg salad or potato salad? And I'll be like, yeah, so this weekend we're opening for Sinbad down in Time T. I'm going to just plug my show. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, buddy? Like, uh-huh. I'm going to just use that platform for what I need it for, right? It's like, I'm not even about to answer your question. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Luke? Like, it's just like, Luke, sorry, be tripping. But I'm like, <laughs> but I was like, That's but so I take weird. that platform and do what I want with it, right? And it's like, and I always bring other comedians. I would never do that show by myself. I always bring other comedians with me. Like, uh-huh. I like to, like, a comedian I like to take with me a lot right so now. So you have someone to bounce off of if he's not if, good for riffing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll bring, like, yeah. D Rock or Andre Dawson, somebody, somebody that, you know, they can throw some one liners and puns out there and shit. Jessica Roberts, somebody like that. Somebody that wants to be in that environment, right? They want to do that, right? And, um, and yeah, and that's kind of how I run it. Like, I'm not about to, like, do I take it serious? Yes. Do I take him serious? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that balance where I'm just like, I'm here to rock out, but what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we're not doing that. Okay, yeah, so tomorrow at 7 p.m., guys, first five people to DM me gets a free ticket, la, la, la. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm using that platform for what I wanted for. So, you know, and, and the most powerful thing that I say happened while I was been on Luke's show is the people I met that he brought on with me. Like, I don't care if three people are listening. I just met a fucking stem cell research doctor with like dual masters. Like this, like this bitch is dope. So like, now you got stem cells for the rest of your life. Big facts. Like, <laughs> you feel me? like her name is Christina McGold. Like she's fucking from Canada. She's dope as fuck. Um, I, I met I met Christina Cochran, or Michelle Cochran. Um, she's the owner of uh, uh, doing it doing it big. What's her clothing line? Do, doing it in real life or something like that. And she's like the CEO and owner of this clothing line that is like blowing the fuck up in the Bay Area. And it's like most of her, her, her prayer was for like leggings. I mean, like not leggings. Uh, it's for women. Uh, uh-huh. She has a lot of leggings in her in her catalog. But you know, a lot of her clothes are meant for like thick women. Like women, they got like some body on them. Like you know, the, there's a market. The Carvers and the Beyonces of the world. Like women yeah, with yeah. that ass. Like yeah, she make leggings for y'all. Like you know, because you know sometimes women got too much ass, too much jiggle in the leggings. So like the top of her leggings, are, you, it uses a different fabric, so the ass don't shake as much. This is real shit. Yeah, you know, it's like, like a med- science involved with this. Yeah, science involved. I'm like, because a pair of leggings can get, that's an easy HR complaint, goddammit. Like, a, you wear, a woman wear the wrong pair of leggings? Oh, my Lord. Like, I'm thinking about it right now. Like, I just smell like an HR nightmare right now. Like, it's just like, it's bad. Like, you know, then your booty gets too loose, start sweating too much. Then you got all this ass sweat. These leggings got you, bro. Like, and they can breathe. They wick away the bro, sweat. Bro, check, check her out, bro. Michelle Cochran, <laughs> dope in real life. That's her clothing line. But I'm like, I met all these people through Luke. Mark Clifford, like, the fucking renowned fucking author. Like, and you're here at this Luke's house. And you're not meeting anyone. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Why would you come here? <laughs> like, I don't know. I totally got offered to, like, headline and, like, Reno. I don't know what I'm doing, buddy. Uh, but, <laughs> like, I'm totally talking shit, dog. No, but, um, no, like I said, I came to pretty much get to know you. You feel me? Like, that's, that's why I came. I came to chop it up with you, spend time with you. Cause, cause they, they, and I've been, doing, I've been going out of my way to do that with, like, a lot of people in the comedy industry. Like, people I've always had interest in, but we just never been in the same spaces. Yeah. Because, like, even when, like, open mics and everything was rocking heavy, you were you you're more prone to go to mics and, and deal with other comedians that I don't necessarily deal with as often. Like, you know, the the, the comedy spot scene and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. your Parker Newmans well, and shit and I, like that. And like I'm cool with them. <laughs> I know these guys. Yeah, I'm cool yeah. with them. Joseph Stoltz and them, they're cool, but I don't see them as much. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely more prone well, to running I, to Alvin Duke or Jay Rich or somebody like so. Like, I have the I have this like I want to go to like touch a class. I've never been there. But and this is dumb, and I'm trying to like I, I I'm gonna go there eventually, but I just it's had, an intimidating room, bro. Like, had, bro, I'm black, show. bro, and I'll tell you that. Like, it's it's a, it's an intimidating room, buddy. Yeah, like, I'm sure I could do fine put your dick there on the table, now, buddy. but I did a show when I like a year in, mm-hmm. and it was like it was an urban room, and it was in Stockton, mm-hmm. and it was like I went up there and I was like, so the bare naked ladies, and they were just like giving you the straight face, like what you talking about, white boy? Yeah. <laughs> and I went, I went with, I went with Michael Calvin and D Tyler. And both of them, I think they were telling me like, 
you know, like if if they don't like you, they'll just talk and talk over you and stuff. Pretty much. But they didn't. They stared at me, and then it was worse. But, but and I got the no, light. Silence like, means they're listening. Nobody. Seconds. No, but it was like there was no laughter. They were like angry that I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I just I just was like oh, I don't. I'll just not go to rooms like that anymore. But I could do it. Like I'm better now. I don't. All my references. Like I told you, I grew up in Folsom, so all my references were like, oh, "Xbox Live is pretty crazy, right?" You know, like yeah, or like oh, <laughs> you know, you know when your dad makes you mow the lawn again. You know, like it just that wasn't even a joke. But <laughs> I was just like, I was like, what? <laughs> no, I mean it just it was just like stupid things that were just like. It was like, just, it's a different just, atmosphere of comedy, dude. Yeah. It's a different atmosphere. And it's an adjustment. Like I said, bro, I'm from the west side of Baltimore, grip in the projects the whole shit. And even I had to adjust to JB's Lounge, Cheers, and fucking uh, Touch of Class. Like, those are three spots pre-COVID where I had to adjust. Where I'm just like, okay, y'all don't want to hear this, like, calm, temperamental joke that has this build-up. You want me to come in here, do crowd work, roast the shit out of y'all, and say obscene shit? Like, yeah. Like, and I'm like, you know, and once you, you know that that's what they want, it's your fault you're not getting laughs at this point. You know, because you know they don't want to hear that shit now. Like, you know not to go into this long-ass story about why you like cake now. Like, you, yeah, you go up there and tell them how you ain't fucked a black woman before. Like, you go up there and just put your dick on the table, buddy. And like, I'm like, and like, you, you, I'm dead ass, dog. Like, I'm just like, if I was you, I'd be my opening joke, buddy. So I just walk up there and say, I've never fucked a black girl. You say, but I want to. So how y'all doing tonight? Like, yeah, and I was just, yeah, dog, dead ass. But they, they love shit like that. Like, they eat that shit up. Like, they come to hear nonsense, dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, they come like and they they and they love arrogance. I think that's why comedians like like Sean Grady does really good with crowds like that. Besides the fact he's the host at JB's, but I'm like he does really well with yeah. like the, those rowdy. I don't even want to say black crowds, but rowdy crowds. Because I've had rowdy white crowds in Chico at Duffy's Tavern. Yeah, out of pocket. Like I'm just like like it's literally like the white version of Touch of Class. Where I'm just like I'm just like you fuck your sister. He's like hell yeah, I do. Like yeah. they're just geeking, bro. Like it was just like they want that nonsense. That reminds me of a uh, high a water atmosphere. You know, remember high water where they were doing shows there when Mars Parker was doing his showcase, the What the Fuck Wednesdays. Yeah, and it would just okay. sometimes it would be like. You can't do material. You have to like do crowd work. Yeah, sometimes people just don't want to hear it. Surely, if you yeah. see like you were there like two weeks ago, and you started to notice some of them saying faces, like they look. Oh, we heard that joke before. Oh yeah, orgasm looks like a seizure. Blah blah blah. Like sometimes you got to just like fuck it. I'm coming out of my set tonight. Yeah. Well, I saw I mean, like doing five to ten minutes anyway, so I don't see the fucking problem with doing that. You know, we're professionals. Yeah. Like you know, I I'm to- not I'm not a big crowd work person, but I think I could get better. I just I just don't do it, but. I know I can. I think it's like in the moment sometimes when I'm on stage, it's like hard to just pretend like I'm in a conversation or a group, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I could do it like hanging out with friends or whatever and like just like, oh, you look like blah, blah, blah. And then it's yeah. hilarious. But like I saw like Robert Emoto go up there and he'll like start doing like jokes and then be like, you guys want to hear that. You look like. You look like Cher if she had cancer, you know, or whatever he Yeah, and Robert's, a a, bro, he's in my top ten in this whole entire fucking comedy scene, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, one, I've never seen him had a bad set, and even when the set wasn't going as planned, he'll make you feel stupid for not laughing. Like, it's the yeah. funniest thing in the world, bro. Like, Yeah, he's great. I love it. Yeah, Rob, yeah, Robert's a beast. Yeah, but I'm like... I want to be more like him with crowd work, because I've, like, I've done roast battles and stuff, so I know yeah. how to, like, shit on people. Uh-huh. So it's like, I should just you do verbal that. insult leagues before, have you? Yeah. Yeah, but with part, Yeah. Yeah, but part of it also is that I spend time writing. Like, I'll sit there, I'll write for a few hours, then I'll wait a day or two, come back to it, write some more, I'll send the jokes to other comedians, be like, what do you think? And they'll tell me if it's good or bad, and then I'll go to the show with, like, ammo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if 
I'm not good at like just going up there and be like, ah, you're you, you're stupid, you know, like mm. like just out of nowhere coming up with shit. I mean, and I'm like, well, that's an art form. It's yeah. an art form. I haven't. I've seen comedians that are like they're like crowd work gods, and like their material is mediocre. Like, but because he can crowd work and he has so much charisma, yeah. When he's doing his crowd work, I'm like, he gets away with it. Like, like Melvin Jr. is probably like one of the best examples of that. Like, I've seen him do Union, shut it down, bro. Uh-huh. Didn't tell one joke. <laughs> like, it was just like, you look like la la la. Look at you, fucking fucking house, bad house, house of fucking Union, la la la. Bitch, you the, you like the face of Roseville. Your pussy like a stink. Like going around the rooms going nuts. Like pop 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 pop. Yeah yeah. Not one joke, buddy. Killed it. I'm just like, they loved it. I was just like, that, that was his niche. I was yeah. like, I'm glad. I, I mean, I I wouldn't typically want like a whole lineup of that shit. Like somebody got to tell a joke, right? Like, it's just like, yeah. You know, well, and it's like, can you do a, can you have like a whole, possible. can you have like a whole career doing that, you know? So the camera shut off. I don't know when. I need, you know what I need is a producer, like someone to sit there and, and like watch make every, sure everything's copacetic. You know, who's Jamie Vernon? He's uh, the guy on Joe Rogan that like produces it. He'll like, They'll be like, Jamie, can you Google that? And then he'll, he's like the guy running the the uh, cameras and the audio and he'll Google stuff for them and all that. Um, so this is the next one right here. I just got booked for this tonight. Okay. So it'd be like me, D-Rock, Russell Cummins. Shout out Russell Cummins too. Russell Cummins is the reason why I have an iHeartRadio credit actually. Yeah, I was on there with Big Al Sam and them in the morning. She was all dope. Uh, cool. Tina San Lucas coming back for round two. Uh, Becky Lynn's coming down. Josh Means and Mario Hodge. Now, I was just with Mario Hodge with D-Rock. And this is how I met Mario Hodge. I, I, went, I featured for him. I, I basically opened for him. Uh-huh. And uh, I fucking shut it down, buddy. Like It was like 100 people in his backyard. Like, I'm with fucking bananas. Like, it's probably one of my best sets this entire month. Like, out of those 15 sets I've had so far, it was the best one. And I went nuts. And just so happened, Mario Hodge was in the crowd. So I was just like, that was a really good fucking show. But um, yeah, that lineup's fucking ridiculous. That's Russell Cummins for round two. Because I, I like how Alvin Dude gets it. If you come up there and you fucking kill it, you're coming back. Like he don't care who he told him, like they he'll give him a shot. Like you gotta wait because somebody's in that slot fucking killing it right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm just like, you know, Alvin fucks with talent. He don't have friends. Alvin fuck with talent. You know what I mean? If you dope, he'll book you. That being said, I think you should like fucking reach out to him. Like, but either was like when the last time you been on stage, buddy? Uh well that that show with the truck, the flatbed truck I did. But that was just week. like last weekend, right? Yeah. I've been doing I do like a set every two weeks pretty much lately. Just because the open mics are in the park and it's getting colder and there's less of them. Mm-hmm. And then just there's not, yeah. But yeah, that's the one. That I'm like, you got time that day? Come on, though, bro. Do a guest set, dog. What day is that? Uh, November 4th. It's actually, it's funny that the show is that day because that same night I leave and, <clears> and I'm going on like a little week and a half tour over in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I'll be over there with like uh, Noel Steinberg. Jim Perry over at his comedy lounge and shit. Like, I'm going to be meeting up with all of them. Because uh, Arizona has a very unique comedy scene out there. Yeah. Yeah, I've surely in Tempe and Guilford and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be interesting, though. But I'm like, I'm going to do that. Then when I come back, uh, I'm going to be here for a week. I have a few more shows. Uh, I'm at a headline on the wise, like a dirty show with Lola Camacho and them. Uh-huh. And then right after that, I go to Vegas for a week. And I'll be down there with, like, uh, Tom Bomb, fucking uh, Skill Hudson and Are all you doing that. the Mushroom show? That I'm not doing, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard about the last time he did that show. And, uh, bro, if you throw a chair while I'm on stage, motherfucker, <laughs> like, like, no, nah, dog. Like, I don't know if you heard about that show. Like, Asia uh, made David Thorne all and went down there, bro. Like, yeah. Because David Thorne got put on the psychedelic show. And, like, uh-huh. bro. Someone threw a chair at him? Bro, no. No. Tom Bomb threw a fucking chair at somebody. Then sat on top of his car and meditated for, like, two and a half hours, tripping balls. 
Like that. I don't know what acid he took, but don't eat that shit. Like he was tripping, tripping. Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah, tripping, I, I tripping. I only, tripping, I only recently like, did mushrooms, and I barely. I did like a micro dose, and I was like, "This is fine." Like I'm. So it's like fun. an eighth. I think so. I don't know. I have like these pills that someone that oh, I, I bought from my friend. You ever yeah. had stream chocolate? I, what? Stream chocolates. No. What? Next time I see you, I'll eat, I'll eat a half of one with you, bro. Okay. I'll eat a half and we'll go to BJ's and like drink berry cider or some shit. But yeah, it's dope. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like to do that when I'm high on mushrooms. Like, I'll just go to like BJ's and I'll uh-huh. order like boneless chicken. And I don't eat like one or two pieces. I'll give it to the homeless guy outside. And I get the, like a pitcher of berry cider. And normally they charge you like $7 a cup. But if you average it out, Four and a half cups come in a pitcher. So if you just bought a pitcher, you're winning. And if the right bartender, it's this bitch named Christina. She a blonde. She got fat ass. The Christina's in Arden? Yes, that one right there, Arden Mall. <laughs> if never... Christina's working, I think she works Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Yeah, Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh-huh. Bitch go crazy. But when she's there, tell her you want that shit saucy. You want it spicy. And she'll take, she'll take, a, uh, she'll take like at least two or three shots of tequila. Uh-huh. Well, and dump it on top and then mix it in with the berry wow. side. Berry, go cold ricey. Now, if you're not being <laughs> broke, if you're not being broke, I would tell you to get the nail. Don't let her do well. Put that nail in there, like some Don Julio or nail or something. Bro, magic. I don't care what date you on, that bitch is going to be ready to go. Like, ready to go. Like, because you know, you get your drunk too, you know, you get your you get your date too drunk, that pussy get dry, homie. Like, for real, now you got to start pumping water into this bitch and shit. She gets, no, man, so much fun. Like, no, nah, that pussy better be driving you home, buddy. Like, no, nah, like, that very side to get her going. Let's go, Luke. Like, it's different. Like, her voice get all raspy and shit. Oh, sexy, dog. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. Very side homie. Christina. Okay. Tuesdays. I'll, I'll try to remember. <laughs> I haven't been to that. BJ's in like six years. Are you fucking serious, dude? Yeah. Well, they didn't renovate or anything. All they did was just basically because of COVID, like half the restaurant basically looks desolate as fuck. So yeah, like. yeah. No, I, I think the last time I was there was like when I first started my YouTube channel and like okay. the group of people I was making videos with, we like had a meeting there. This was a while ago. That is crazy. That's random as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's just weird to even hear about shit like that, like pre-COVID shit. Yeah. It's just like me and my 20 friends went to Panera Bread. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> like, well, it's COVID is weird, too, because like, I did that show at the park, that Miriam's show. Grand Park, 21st and C? Yeah, I did the open mic the, the first time I did it, and everybody's there with their masks on. We're all like being distant and careful. But then like all of us are like, hey, let's go to Tank House and hang out. So we all go to Tank House, mm-hmm. and then we're suddenly we're sitting at a table like all this closer, closer, and we're just talking and shouting with our faces open because we're drinking. So it's like, why did we wear the mask before if we're going to... Take them the Not that I off. don't believe in the mask, but it's yeah. like, it's just silly. Cause the it's concept like, of restaurants with the mask and shit like, don't make sense. They don't. Yeah. Because you're still going to meet up with people who... like I don't know who you've been around. You don't know who Every I've been around. Every fucking body, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. I'm definitely... Everybody. Like, I just got tested the other day. I'm going to have to get tested again now. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably should, buddy. <laughs> like, I've been around everybody. <laughs> But I mean, even Carlos after the little scare down at Last Unlimited, I was actually there that night. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. I don't know. Does he want that out there? I mean, it probably doesn't matter. But. Uh, I mean, well, they kind of emailed it to everyone. Like, oh, they did. Oh, yeah, okay. it's not like it was just like green room type of conversation. Like, oh, okay. this was a fucking corporate email, buddy. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like comedian Carlos. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah, it was <laughs> okay. Very fucking entailed. Yeah, like I'm not snitching at all here, buddy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. We probably should wrap it up because my roommate needs to do something. It's all good, man. I like, don't know. We went. We probably went longer than. But okay. So you have your shows. You just yeah, plugged, I'm about to. Yeah, I'm about. You know, I'm about to do it right your, now. Uh, just Twitter and your Instagram and all. All right. Things. So really quick, uh, just shows that are coming up right now. Right now, uh, I, I've got the In Your Mouth. I'm the longest standing running comedian on the show uh, since day one. He started this show. I've been booked 
and I'll probably keep getting booked on there because I'm fucking dope. So anyway, this will be round four with Alvin Duke Presents. Uh, it's called In Your Mouth. It's out there at the uh, Union in Roseville. Uh, Wednesday, and it's uh, Wednesday, November 4th. And it's me, D-Rock, Russell Cummins, Tina San Lucas, Becky Lynn coming down from uh, Chico, Josh Means holding it down for the uh, Granite Barrier out there in Blacktop, and then Mario Hodge, the Barrier legend himself with the Netflix credit. Fucking killing it. Mario Hodge is very funny, by the way, guys. Like, I seen him live uh, last Saturday at D-Rock's event. It was me, him, and Andre Dawson, and Alvin Duke. And, like, that was a pretty, like, he's pretty fucking funny, dude. He's pretty funny. Like, you know, like a lot of people have, like, seen him in a game for a while. So, like, they'll hear his jokes. Like, they'll be like, oh, I heard the joke, like, two years ago. And I'm just like, nah, buddy. I'm just like, I'm fuck shit's lawyers. <laughs> uh, I think I've seen him once before. On Halloween, I'll be with Adam Reyes, Danny Luna, Artie, Venezuela. Even I don't think he's coming. Tudo, I've been with her before at uh, One of the Ring Studios. And Mars Parker. We were just talking about Mars Parker. Uh, this is at 9 p.m. This is down in Elk Grove. And uh, if you guys want to follow up on that show, I would just uh, go into Adam Reyes' page. Uh, the 14th, I'll be doing the Dirty Show. I'll be headlining that with Lola Camacho. Uh, then we got November 22nd, where I'll be uh, featuring for Charlie Spink that day. And that's uh, the Drunken Fall comedy show. And that'll be at Vince's uh, Restaurante. And the whole goal of that show is basically, the whole crowd is basically going to get the comedians drunk as fuck 30 minutes prior to the show. And then while we're on the stage, they're going to keep feeding us drinks. And we're going to see who makes it through their set. And actually, it's still funny. Wow. Now, I, I I feel like that's every night of comedy for me. So I feel like I'm pretty fucking well equipped for this. But I'm like, yeah, I feel like yeah. this is every night of comedy I dropped for me. off of my drinking habit. So, like, I can get drunk after, like, two or three drinks now. That you know? is, boy, that is, like, a fucking, like. Sad. It's like a superpower, homie. Like, it's just like, you a cheap date, homie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Because I don't, it, I don't have a, I just, yeah, I don't drink, so. Yeah, that's great. So I mean, I drink, drink but I don't like. I used to like drink, you know, like, yeah, get fucked up. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like now you socialize, like you. you yeah, sip. You I have fun. Yeah, I get silly, but I don't. It's not like all the time. Well, I'm figured. I mean, even now I'm like a sip of Merlot. Goddamn it! Like it's just like it's, I got some shit in my car right now, homie. But I need to sip <laughs> the Merlot right now, right? Yeah. Like you know, be like hour and a half. That was max, the mood like, you wanted to bring, and it's good. Yeah. I think. Plus, I don't want to get a DUI. I want to leave. So yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's like I'm good with that. Like you know, you burp that shit up, you're good. Yeah, um, it's like grape juice. It's like grape juice with a kick. But um. <laughs> I, I don't do Twitter. I don't do Twitter. It's, it's, I just don't like the concept. I don't do Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Facebook or Instagram, you can find me on a Shannon underscore battle underscore funny. Uh, what I do is like uh, that every every week, the first person to add me from Monday to Monday, the first person to add me, I always make sure they get a free ticket to the next show. Wow. Um, yeah, every time. Um, uh, so I'm going to start doing merch soon. Uh, and if you guys send me a DM and it's like your first time you've never seen me perform, I'll also, I'll also do free tickets in those aspects too. And a lot of shows that I'm doing now between now and Christmas are actually free, no cover shows anyways. You just got to come in. We just ask that you support the business. Buy an item or two. You know what I mean? We don't, even ma- we don't even make it mandatory to buy two items. You know, we just want you to really fun, you know, come through and have fun. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's it on my side. I mean, you know, I don't really have too much else to, to plug or say. Yeah. And your ass need to come through November 4th, taking your mouth so you can do a guess at because that'd be dope. All right, yeah. I'm and I haven't even asked Alvin Duke yet, but he'll say yes because that's my guy. Okay, well then I'll be there because I just checked and I have nothing going on that night. My guy. So come to the the in your mouth show. In your mouth. In your mouth. The Union Roseville. Fucking seven no, o'clock. November fourth. November fourth. It's a Wednesday, weirdo. And follow Tiki Comedy on Twitter, Tiki on Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Watch my vlogs and stuff. It's great. Hey, hell yeah! It's uh, been a good conversation, buddy. Yeah. My guy. Thanks for coming over. Boom. Well, we'll see you later.